Okay, Keith, great to um, great to be doing this together. Uh, it's 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 uh, been some time since we've been working together. Great to see you again, and super happy and grateful that um, you know we're taking the time to do this for you to share your story, and really really grateful that you know for your support and for that that we're doing this together. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. So, how would you like to proceed? Yeah, Keith. Let's start by. Uh, I think uh, it will be awesome for um, you know anybody listening to just kind of learn more about you and your journey, uh, and to the extent that you feel comfortable, you know, sharing kind of like some of the highlights because you have such a such an awesome career and a lot of uh, success. So it's just kind of you know maybe just set the scene for anybody listening, like kind of share a little bit more about your background, um, your, your interest, kind of like wh who you are. Sure. Well, thank you. Um... I would be happy to do that. Um, I'm a, um, I live in New York City. I'm a, a music producer and a composer. I've, I've been at it for a while. I've been in the recording industry. I've made a number of records and uh, scored films. I've actually won a number of awards as an indie film uh, composer. And uh, about, uh, and so I, I sort of navigated two worlds. I was, I was doing like hard rock music and punk rock music. And I was, I was also in, in graduate school getting like a master's degree in music composition. So it was a, it was an, an interesting mix, but and like I've, I've, I've always, I've been totally comfortable with that. Um, you know, other people were like, Hey, what you gotta be one or you gotta be one or the other. Right. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. I'm just going to do my thing. So a while ago, what I'm, um, how I met Bronco and Paul is, um, I'm, I'm developing music education software. It's called Plinkout. Um, I have a, a startup going, and um, I've actually just submitted. Um, I was in a, a Nikron NSF accelerator program uh, last fall, and I got uh, um, invited to. Uh, I've just submitted a, a huge, uh, it's called an SBIR uh, grant proposal. So I'll have an answer sometime um, in October. And there's, there's other options as well. So I'm I'm obviously fingers crossed, very hopeful that comes through because that will, <coughs> excuse me, I mean, that that will just be like, you know, fantastic. But in the meantime, you know, we're developing and working. And so I'm working with um, a friend of mine, Ivan Yenev, and um, um, Ivan and Bronco know each other from McKenzie, right? And Correct, yes. Right. So Ivan told me about, um, you know, Epis School and everything, and I was like, I was a little skeptical, like, oh, no, not another accelerator program. Oh, no. And he, he kind of, you know, he badgered me a little bit, but like it, it, you know, it didn't take too much. So I, I, you know, I was curious. So I, you know, I reached out to Bronco and then, um, you know, it was just kind of like, wow, I like these guys. And then I met Paul and, uh, and um, I, I think the, the, the agenda, I mean, the, the core thing that Epis School is offering, which is really unique and I mean, extraordinary is, um, teaching CFOs how to write code or at least understand it better so they can interact with their development team and really be more involved in the, the process. I did a, uh, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff, you know, like um, I've, I've designed Plinkout. It's, it's, it's a really awesome environment for learning music, but, you know, I've, I've had to rely on, you know, coders and developers and, you know, and it's, it's always, you know, like, you know, it's a different, if a different kind of thing. So I was um, very, huh? And you know, people have been like on my back for like years, saying, "Keith, you should become a programmer. You should become a programmer." And I'm like, uh, "I think I should focus on what I do best." Um, but I've I've sort of seen the light a bit, and you know, working with Bronco and Paul has been great. I'm actually like, you know, writing some code and and like getting involved, and um, it's a, a fantastic like network of people, and I, I think the. 
you know, uh, Episcopal's like mission statement is 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 really extraordinary. And so I'm I'm a beneficiary of it already. And like I'm, you know, I'm just going to keep working with Paul and with Bronco and, you know, just see how this, you know, this whole world keeps, you know, developing and growing because it is, you know, no matter how great your tech is, it's you have to have like interpersonal relationships with people and you have to, you know, it's it's still, you know, a, a personal, you know, who, you know, kind of business and, uh, you know, having interpersonal, good interpersonal relationships with people. So um, I'm um, I'm already a very, very satisfied customer. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, working with with Bronco and with Paul for, you know, a long time to come. And um and, and that's, you know, that, that's kind of my um, my quick take on it. There's a, a lot more detail we can drill into if you wish. But anyway, so how is that? You know, it, 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 uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for, as always, like your, your, your tremendous support. And I think we've been able to, you know, from kind of the, the initial interactions all the way to like now, um, you know, kind of continue working together, continue finding uh, the right compromises, seeing you grow and build and like, you know, really like see you thrive as part of like, you know, you're learning on to, under, to understand code, learning to code, um, building your, you know, uh, building things out for, for playing code. So I think there's so many things to touch on, Keith, that you um, uh, that, that you mentioned. I, I think first I'll start with a big congratulations. I know the, um, the, the NSF grant was a big thing on your agenda. You were so passionate about it. I know you spent countless hours and we chatted about this just kind of putting in the application you're like you know that's the thing with grants but it also has huge potential for both your technology and the company and i know how passionate you are and you know how hard you worked to kind of make, make this continue making plink out a reality and something that you want to bring to the market absolutely yeah it was a it was an awful lot of work and you know there's no you know there's no guarantee but it, it will i'm confident that it's going to lead um somewhere now that we've sort of done the work you know we've got a tremendous amount of materials to describe the company and talk about you know our business plan and all of these aspects of you know all these things that you have to be on top of um if you want to be a successful entrepreneur and i'm like i'm the ceo of this company so it's my it's my responsibility to make sure things happen so I'm just, you know, um, you know, meeting, you know, meeting up and connecting with the right people. That's that's what's critical in this world. So, yeah, you know, just, you know, one step at a time and, you know, every day, every week, you know, forward progress. And uh, I, I want to say the, the other part that's that's really good about working with Epischool is like, you know, you know, you learn the language, like the tech language. There's a vernacular and a vocabulary and there's concepts and ideas you have to be, you know, very fluent with, you know, when you're talking to people like, you know, you know, an angel investor could be, you know, very interested in your company or, you know, they could just be, you know, somebody who's just, you know, talking basically. But but some of these people are very, very skilled and very savvy and very, very smart. And if if you're not sort of on top of like a vocabulary and sort of ideas and concepts that go, well, you know, they can evaluate you like, oh, well, these, you know, hmm, you know, good people, but like, man, they got a lot to learn. So there, there is a lot to learn in this process. And, and that's what I think Epischool really does a great job with. So, yeah. Keith, it makes sense. Look, and, and that's definitely one of the pain points that I have, um, like, and, and had and, and continue to work on, which is, um, you know, like, what is the response after that, like, second or third order level question? Uh, especially when you come from like a business background, right? You spent, you know, you're successful in the music industry. You, you know, you, 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 you know that business well, and and you're like a savvy business executive, right? And then all of a sudden, you need to engage 
with more technical leaders. And to your point, like you deeply care about people and connecting and, you know, what is this person about and, you know, how can we help each other, right? And I know you're very much in that mindset. So now you're kind of engaging with somebody who speaks a different language, who potentially thinks differently, has a different mindset. And how did you initially bridge this? I know, um, you know, it, it maybe maybe walk us through some of the things where you initially were like, oh, like, you know, uh, some experiences or things as you were trying to kind of bridge the two sides and, and get your stuff done in terms of like, okay, I have this vision, I want to bring it to the world. In order to do that, I need the support of technical team members. Walk us through a little bit of like how you manage that in the beginning. Sure. Well, well, first of all, I want to make a comment. You know, you sort of gave yourself away by using the phrase pain points, right? And so if you know what pain points are and you know, where that comes from, there, there's two sort of like major, like I think educational um, books and and sort of mindsets that I would I would advise any early stage entrepreneur to like get involved with. And that's the um, <clears throat> the lean startup and the other is the business model canvas in you know, a Steve Blank's um, you know, these are YouTubes. Uh, the NSF took me through this. It was really hardcore, man. We had a lot of homework and a lot, a lot of work to do. But, you know, that's that's where you learn a, a tremendous am amount about um, startups and business flow and how things are structured. And um, the what they're, they're really looking for is what's called product market fit. Is your business viable? Do you have customers? Are you going to be able to make money? You know, a lot of people have amazing ideas, but they have no idea who their customers are going to be or like, and then learning how to engage with these people and basically keep them coming back and things like lifetime value and, um, you know, TAM or total addressable market. Like, who's your market? And, you know, being a musician, that, that, that was always like, hey, you know, that's somebody else's job, right? You know, I was like, um, and, you know, there, there was sort of like a, not necessarily a preciousness about it, but, you know, you, you, you kind of, you know, and many people will agree with, agree, agree with me, you know, that, you know, there, there's sort of like a something sacred about art, you know, and, um, and so it's, it's, it, it can be hard to talk about it in financial terms, but, you know, you have to, if, you know, if you want to be able to, you know, survive and flourish and grow and, and develop and, you know, keep making you know, just keep growing in that area. So there's many, many crossovers between, um, like my experience in the music business and like, you know, the startup world. And so like, um, it's learning the language and, you know, having conversations with people and, and, you know, becoming, um, I mean, I would consider myself, you know, because I'm a musician, I'm, I'm a very, very skilled listener. Right. But th this is sort of like it's it's like learning a new language, like say French or Russian or Chinese. There's there's like you got to learn the grammar and the the nouns, the verbs, the adjectives, the prepositions to really be able to communicate effectively. So that's what these uh, two methodologies do. Um, the uh, the lean startup and the uh, business model canvas. So check those out. Those are the amazing and very very important methodologies for becoming successful in the startup world. Fantastic uh, recommendations, Keith. Thank you so much for that. And, um, you know, and, and as you were going through that process, right, with um, uh, Accelerate, like learning about these things, like making that pivot from, you know, focusing on art, focusing on music to also thinking about, well, I have this vision. I, I want Plinkout to be a reality, right? Like, 
um, you know, and and as you engaged with, um, you know, people who pitched to you like, hey, I can build this for you, or I, I, I know I can make that vision a reality. Were there any unique challenges that you faced there or anything that surprised you as you started executing against your vision? And once you realized, hey, I need a software product here, um, and it kind of, you know, were there any unique challenges that emerged during your initial conversations on that front? Yeah, and just in my experience, it's like, you know, a lot of developers are, you know, fresh out of school and they're, they're you know, they, they talk a great game and they're actually trying to get into something where, you know, they get, a, you know, they get paid and they kind of learn on the job. But, you know, you very often need much more than that. So being able to discern, like, be, you know, being a... Um, an entrepreneur and being able to talk to people, you know, being able to discern who really knows what they're talking about and who can deliver, you know, that's, that's, that's the big deliverables. That is one of the key um, steps in becoming successful, you know, that I've learned. So, you know, but it is a, it's a growth process. It's a learning process on both, um, you know, on both sides of the fence, but, you know, just really being able to better, com better communicate with, you know, everybody, you know, the, the, the technical people, the marketing people, you know, the, uh, your potential customers, all of that stuff. It's like, you know, I was kind of reluctant to do it, but now it's, you know, now that I'm doing it, it's, it's not so bad, you know, you just gotta, you know, you just gotta just keep doing it, just keep banging away at it. Endless learning. I like to say, there's always, you know, you never yeah. feel ahead. It's always like, you know, yeah. <laughs> Every day something new comes out, you know, out of the thing. Like my, the analogy that I love to use with people is like if you've ever seen the film Gladiator, you know, when uh, Russell Crowe and the uh, the African prince guy are like t chained together and they said like whatever comes out that door next, we got to stick together. You know, it's, it's, really, it's really wild. I love that. Uh, a good one I recently heard on that front is like, I put my helmet on every day, you know, when I go on, on sales calls or whatever, you know, I just put my helmet on, I, you know, tie my shoe and I just go in there, you know, and, and whatever, whatever that day brings, you know, there's probably something good, something not so good and just kind of balancing everything. Yeah. Fantastic. Sure. Um, next question or idea you want me to talk about? Yeah, Keith, I want to dive a little bit into, um, you know, kind of your process to learn coding. So as you engaged with us, as you started working with Paul, uh, you know, you brought the idea of Plink out to us and basically said like, hey, I need some help building this out. I need some help in terms of like, you know, like just testing the product. Is this the right product design? And then I want to dive into kind of how your mindset changed from like, you know, just by starting to learn to code with us and, and how that impacted your kind of, uh, you know, how you think about the business or how you think about Plinkout as a product. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll approach that in two parts. On a, um, the, the technical part, actually writing the code itself, I very quickly realized there's a lot of, you know, metaphors and techniques like classes, methods, um, objects, um, you know, data structures. There's, there's very similar metaphors in music, like when you're composing like a large scale piece, like how do you fit the pieces together and how do you make it grow and sort of live and breathe? So that for me, that was, that was very, very interesting. Um, the, 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 the next part of it was, you know, um, okay, well, um, how do you, and I think this is the key point is like, you know, how do you deal with an idea which is basically an abstraction and you have to sort of corporealize it, make it real. And so, you know, coding is, is a language and there's, you know, you just, there's like, there's definitely, you know, nuts and bolts and things you have to learn about how things are, you know, put together, you know, and how things are assembled and how a structure, like structure flow, you know, the, the uh, like if you're actually looking at like a, a big long, you know, 
piece of code, like say it's like two or three pages long and you can actually see how the, you know, how the, how the parts all fit together. That, that's also very um, analogous to music structure too. You can, you know, I, I know how to read scores so I can, I can see how, you know, I spend a lot of time like reading music scores, just actually looking at them and, and seeing how they're built and how they're assembled. So maybe I had a bit of a leg up on that. I'm not sure, but um, you know, I like it. it. It's not, you know, it's not impossible. I mean, that's what I want to say to people, you know, any potential students for Epic school or, you know, any, anyone in general, you know, it's, it's not impossible. You know, it's just like, you know, like you're never too old to learn something like, you know, and, you know, and I think the science is coming out too that, you know, neuroplasticity and like the more you learn, you know, the healthier you are and like the longer and better life you have and like all this, this good stuff comes along, but you know, there is an inherent discipline, you know, that you have to maintain, um, to like, you know, you got to do the work. It's like, if you want to be a really good guitar player or a really good piano player, you have to practice and like, you know, coding is similar. You have to really kind of, you know, spend, you know, some hours, you know, uh, you know, an hour or two a day, or like, you know, at least, you know, some hours a week, like really like looking at the code and understanding it and, you know, just hacking away and chipping away at it. I mean, I, I had a blast when I first started was working with Paul. It's like, you know, he made me do it myself. It was, which was great. I mean, that's, which is the great way to learn. Like I can't, you know, you know, you got to learn, you know, I can show you some things, but if you want to learn how to play the guitar, you got to do it. Right. I mean, I can certainly guide you and show you some interesting things you might never have thought about or how pieces relate together. But like, you know, you got to like you got to put the time in, you know, so and I, I found that, you know, I can balance my day and I can do, do some, you know, do some coding and some working you know, like technical stuff. And then I can, you know, move completely, you know, back into music. Um, so but I mean, I, you know, I, I approach music from a very sort of naturalistic way. Um, and in a very technical way as well. I use um, Logic X. Um, it's Apple's you know, like uh, flagship. It's an extraordinary like composition, mixing and arranging program. But then I'll, the, there'll be times where it's just like no computers, no electricity. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I'll sit here with a candle at night. All the lights are out. Computers off. You know, just play my guitar. Or, you know, play the piano. And I I really do that sometimes just to like just sort of like go back in time and imagine how they were you know doing it like three or four hundred years ago. And it's it's a very interesting sort of process, and you you listen in a different way, and you and I really think you engage in in a, in a different way. So, you know, but here we are. It's in it's twenty twenty one, and you know, technology is is here to stay. I mean, you know, you know, for for better or worse, and I and I think for for better, you know, um, you know, I think it's been an extraordinary this confluence like you know I, I you know was working like in the old school like recording studios a lot in the you know the 80s and 90s and like these amazing like analog studios and there was this like battle royal about oh no digital's no good the only thing that sounds good is analog but you know you know step by step by step like almost everyone has been converted to at least partially to uh you know, a digital modality of working. And, you know, a lot of the people who refuse to make that adjustment, they're, they're, they're no longer in business, you know, because for some of the machines and devices, you simply can't get the parts anymore. So, um, but, um, you know, it's been very, very interesting to bridge those two worlds and having started in an, an exclusively sort of like, you know, I call it the analog world where you, you have an instrument and there's the sheet music, you know, it's the, uh, you know, the, the, the dots on the page and you have to figure out what that means and how to, you know, how to perform that and, and translate that into music. But there's all these brand new 
metaphors and methodologies that are coming out. And, you know, I, I think the plink out really is one of them. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched, you know, I'm just going to keep working and see, see what happens, you know? Amazing, Keith. Yeah, and I want to reflect on something that you that you mentioned because, um, to your point from earlier, I think that there's sometimes like a lot of anxiety to just learn a new skill, especially mm -hmm. if it's like a technical or technology skill. And you know, but once people overcome that, then then there's something around like that initial kind of nudge. Um, there, there's like to your point, like the drive, the discipline, the you know, continuous labor of, okay, I'm going to invest the hour, I'm going to invest the two hours a day, I'm going to kind of keep building my knowledge on this. And I think you're somebody, you mentioned like you had prior experiences with music, you kind of leveraged those structures that you've learned, like in you applied it to coding once you figured out the building blocks. And I just want to reflect like, you know, because you're, you're like a, a like an impressive success story for us just because of like, you know, you're, you're so busy, uh, you're, you're, you're kind of a, you know, a business executive, you're running your company and you kind of took on uh, Epi School with, uh, with a lot of, um, you know, drive. And I just want to kind of reflect for every, anybody listening, just kind of with the effort that you put in with like very little coding experience, kind of where were you able to land or, or how do you think the last, I think we've been working together for about three months now, you know, how has your perspective or like what, what has changed the most? Like, is it your level of comfort? Do you feel like it's easier for you to have conversation? Like walk us through your growth, if you don't mind, just for anybody listening, kind of like what they can expect if they invest the time and if they fully commit to this. Well, uh, sure, absolutely. I'd be happy to address that. Um, uh, first of all, you know, the, the first thing you have to learn is sort of like the language and the ideas, right? And that, you know, there's there's a, a f some formal structures in coding that, you know, this seem to be universal, you know, to all coding in general. And there's, each one has different flavors and different languages. And there's sort of different ways of saying and doing things. But, um, you know, I, I can look at Java or I can look at Python or I can look at um, Kotlin or, you know, these, these new, you know, some stuff that, you know, we're, we're like, you know, looking at. And um, I, I very quickly, I can see the formal structures inside of them, and which is something that, oh, yeah, I, 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 you know, full, full disclosure, I, I, I've had a little bit of background in coding, too. I, I've done some coding in the past, but, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a professional coder. And now I'm, you know, I'm maybe, maybe I will be, you know, as time goes on, you know, who knows? I'm just like, but the, um, so there, there's that part of it too. And, you know, the, the key thing that I, I think you said that the hardest part for people is to sort of get over that first level of anxiety, just do it, you know, get in there and just like, you know, you're, you're, you're really just kind of typing and thinking. You know, some of the ideas are huge and enormous abstractions, but other things pretty straightforward, like, you know, how do you like, you know, how do you print a screen like hello world, like that sort of that basic metaphor is like, you know, how do you type something and get that to print on a computer screen? And then how do you start like, you know, drawing objects and like, you know, what do you what do you want to accomplish with code? You know, why are you why are you coding in the first place? What's your product? You know, and um and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, talented resources and help. And there's a lot of there's a lot of gifted people out there. Um, so at the same time, like if you're kind of going to be like a CEO type, um, you know, learning how to communicate effectively with people is critical. Right. Some people are like, you know, hey, I just want to become a real super duper like, you know, deep dish coder, which is that that's amazing. You know, go for it. Right. But you're still going to have to know how to talk to people or like, you know, like, like when you go down to the deli, you know what I mean? Or like, 
you know, and just, or just, you know what I mean? In general, you know, it's, it's still, it's, it's communication, you know, so it's like a, a multi-level, like multi-language, like communication that we're now involved in. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually kind of, I'm actually enjoying it. I got over my, my initial sort of like heebie-jeebies with it and I'm enjoying it. So like, you know, Paul made me like build things and Paul like, okay, you want this object, you know, like here, let's, let's make it. Uh, what, what do you think? How would we go about this? And I mean, he certainly helped me because there was like, you know, there was no way I could have done it without, you know, on my own. And, you know, just like that, that sort of like, you know, just familiarizing yourself with like, you know, the interaction between like, you know, your, <clears throat> you know, your editing, you know, you, you know, you know, whether you're, you know, you know, what, you know, you know, whether you're using video, video, uh, visual studio or, you know, what kind of editor you use and how that connects, you know, and the different kind of libraries that you have to have, like, you know, there's, there's a certain kind of setup, right. That you, you need. And once you, you know, get, get going with that, um, and then it's like, you know, you can start just, you know, think of it as you just, you're just making things right. And like the first time you sit down at a piano, you're probably going to not, not write a symphony or may, maybe you will, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's people out there who can, I mean, there's very, very gifted, um, intuitive people, but it, it really is language. Like, you know, music is a language and coding is a language. You know, we all come from different parts of the world. And so there's many, many, many different languages like like i have friends who like grew up in like europe and like they can easily they're, they're fluent in like four or five different languages because they they just heard it growing up right and so they can just you know swap between czech polish german french and english just like it's like nothing right um so it never hurts you like to learn a new language like that that's really one of my huge takeaways from this and coding is a language and i i know i'm i can do it you know i just you know, I just I have to carve out the time and, you know, sit there and, you know, do it and not, you know, knock some stuff out. And, you know, there's tons of like, you know, YouTube videos and helpful stuff. But, you know, finding a tutor or a mentor or working with someone like Epischool or Paul and Bronco is like an amazing boost. You know, just having like a human being you can interact with and ask questions. If you get stumped instead of like saying, ah, I'm just turning off my computer. I can't do this. You know, you just say, you know, if you can have that individual, you can go back and forth with. And that that's a really brilliant, unique thing that like Epischool has, you know, brought forward and, you know, helped me with. So like that's, you know, kudos. Thank you so much, Keith. And, and there's so much, uh, you know, just kind of uh, hearing your perspective is so valuable just in terms of, you know, how you see the connection between music and coding. That's kind of been a big theme coming out of this conversation. So you also have this like meta level of thinking and just kind of how it all beautifully connects together. Um, and thank you so much for your advice, right? In terms of like how to get started, how to overcome this initial anxiety and kind of get 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 into it. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanna be mindful of, of, of your time as well. And maybe we can uh, wrap by, maybe my last question here is, what are you most excited by uh, in 2021 in terms of either for, for Plink Out or other things? And uh, how, if people wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Ah, uh, well, thank you. Um, the two big events for me is like, you know, we're building like an Android phone app. We want to get a product out into the market, you know, hopefully by the end of the summer. And I think that's, that's, that's doable. Um, you know, August, September, we'll, you know, we're going to have an app, uh, building an Android app. And then the, you know, the second big, big event will be the sort of the decision from the National Science Foundation, you know, if they're going to basically, you know, get behind me and support me. 
And even if that doesn't happen, there's there's other like grant possibilities that are now like opening up. So, you know, I'm just going to, you know, stay steady and keep doing it. So I'm, I'm very I'm very excited about the future. And I'm like, you know, I um, and, you know, meeting you know, Bronco and Paul has been just an incredible like shot in the arm for me in terms of like, you know, boost. So, um, yeah. You know, just I'm just going to keep going. And, you know, my my advice to anyone is like, you know, it's it's very hard not to get discouraged. You like you, you know, you, you look at code and it seems like the monolith that you'll never scale or you'll you'll never understand. But, you know, you have to, you know, do it, you know, incrementally. You know, there's this sort of in chunks. There's this sort of like notion of learning things in chunks, um, you know, and, you know, learn, you know digestible parts, you know, daily sort of like thinking about stuff and, you know, just, you know, just keep chipping away at it. It's just like, you know, playing like the, the guitar or the piano, like you, you have to play your scales. Like if you want to do certain things and, you know, play your chords and understand what they are, and then you can start to link everything together. And coding is very similar. So, ta-da! <laughs> Amazing. And then Keith, if anybody is uh, like wants to connect with you, wants to learn more about this intersection of music, coding, wants to learn more about Plinkout, uh, what's the best way to connect with you? Um, right now, it's probably just my, um, th there'll be a Plinkout.com up, up soon. Um, and just my, my Gmail is mod12music at... Um, Wow, my phone is blowing up here. Sorry. <laughs> Mod12music at gmail.com, which is lowercase M-O-D-1-2 M-U-S-I-C at gmail.com. Mod12music at gmail.com. Yeah, and I, it's always interesting to hear from people. And, you know, you know, and you put stuff like this, even this podcast, who knows, Bronco, like I may meet somebody, you know, we, we both may meet somebody like extraordinary just because we've, we've taken the time and the effort to just put this, this podcast out into the universe. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Keith. Uh, fully agree. Thank you, Keith, for your time and your perspective. Talk That's to you great. soon.